the stars are right, and that means it's time for another episode of The Whisper in Darkness. I'm your host, The Man from Lang. Thank you very much for joining me today. On this episode, we are continuing with our review of the player cards in the Scarlet Keys Investigator expansion. This is part one of our look at the Seeker cards in the box. In this episode, we're going to discuss research notes, bizarre diagnosis, captivating discovery, and analysis. There are spoilers throughout if you care about that sort of thing. If you enjoy what you hear, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Before we get started, a quick reminder of how we rate cards here on The Whisper in Darkness. The best of the best get an Elder Sign, while the worst of the worst get an Auto Fail, and the cards in between get a plus one, zero, or Elder Thing, respectively. Cards that you build around or cards that are good in one particular deck get a Bless Token, while cards that we believe are destined to end up on the list of taboos or are simply bad for the big game get a curse token. Before we get started, I'd like to thank the patrons of this channel for their tremendous support. The Arkham Horror LCG community is amazing, and these people have gone above and beyond to bring you content like these player card reviews. If you'd like to support the channel's goals and see your name on this list, head over to patreon.com, sign up for a tier of your choice, and claim your rewards. That would be awesome. Special thanks to Cole Monroe Trudy for the amazing art that graces the channel, Nicole Fiscus for the Whisper in Darkness logo, and Nate Lost in Time and Space for the intro as well as the overlays. Thank you very much, I couldn't do it without you. Without further ado, let's get started. Welcome back Arkham Horror fans, we are making our way through the player cards in the Scarlet Keys Investigator expansion. We've uh, finished up with the Guardian cards, we are going to move on to the Seeker cards. We're going to review the Seeker cards slightly out of order for reasons that will uh, quickly become clear. We are going to start off with Research Notes. It's a one-cost asset that has an intellect skill icon, item, tome, and science traits. As a response, after a player card ability places one or more of your clues on your location, place that many resources on Research Notes as evidence. As an action, test zero intellect. For each point you succeed by, you may spend one evidence to discover one clue at your location. And Research Notes takes up a hand slot. Now, I believe it was during our reviews of the player cards in the Dunwich Legacy Investigator expansion for the benefit of new players. We talked about this uh, idea of uh, placing clues on your location as something that uh, the design team could uh, expand upon. And uh, expand upon it they have. Not only have we received additional support for the uh, the whole placing clues on your location but uh, we have received a whole deck in addition to research notes we have received uh, three or four support cards that uh, further build upon the whole placing clues on uh, location deck uh, and uh, players have uh, latched onto research notes and built uh, a wide variety of decks uh, using it as well as its uh, counterparts in this set. Daryl Simmons has uh, received the most love so far, although uh, all of the clue dropper cards are level two and below, so uh, you can build the clue dropper deck in pretty much any seeker or off class seeker uh, that you desire. What do you think about uh, research notes, Metastrophic? Just like with Bestow Resolve, I love it when we get a card that makes us look look back at old cards in a new light and discover new combinations. I love it when that happens. The, the, the fact that it's research notes and um, it, it kind of looks like a little notepad, I'm totally reminded of... I'm thinking... I, I initially thought, like, Roland Banks or Joe Diamond, where they have their pistol in one hand and their notepad in the other you know and they're going around fighting the mythos and they're using uh, quick study 
in particular, which is I think a card that did not get nearly enough nearly enough love. So they use quick study to boost their any skill test they want, and then you can use research notes to kind of scoop up afterwards. I really like how research notes also feels fair because it takes it takes a hand slot, it takes an action to put into play, and it takes an action to recover those clues. You recover those clues that you drop at like a pretty fast rate, but you still have to spend actions to do it. So I feel like this this feels like kind of perfect a way to like bring that deck together you know the the clue dropper deck together without it going totally out of control i i really like this card a lot yeah research notes is the the payoff for for dropping the clues we received the the whole deck did receive a smattering of cards over the past five or six years there was uh, Dr. William T. Mallison way back in Lost in Time and Space who dropped clues. There was Forewarned that came out, I believe, in the Path to Carcosa cycle that okay. let you drop a clue to uh, to cancel a treachery. Quick Study came out uh, with a bunch of other sort of cards like it in the Boundary Beyond, but yeah. there wasn't really any payoff for dropping the clues, which was often considered to be the biggest problem when it costs a whole action to get the clue back that's kind of where the problem is and that's okay if you're doing it like twice or twice or maybe three times a game but if you want to do a whole deck that's dropping clues a lot it's you're going to want to get them back at a rate faster than one per action and research notes yeah you got to spend you got to put an investment in you know, you've got to spend an action to put the research notes down. You got to spend a resource to put the research the research notes down. You got to spend a hand slot. So you're spending like almost like two, three actions kind of worth of value there, in order to kind of catch up by discovering like two or three clues at a time. You know, as to recover from the cost that you know the cost of dropping clues earlier. One thing that's also worth noting with research notes is that. It bypasses shroud. It's say you you know you drop a few clues at low shroud locations and scoop them back up normally, and then you end up on a four shroud location. Re you can use research notes to like deal with the high shroud, which is kind of cool, in my opinion. Yeah, the uh, the basic yeah. idea behind the deck is is to use research notes in combination with the other clue dropping tech in the box. Mm -hmm. Ideally, you want to be trying to play two copies of research notes if you can swing the hand slots so you get, whenever you drop oh, a clue, you get double, you oh, get double and that's, <laughs> I think that's ideal. I don't know how often that's going to happen, but the decks do include, usually include some way of, of either A, holding extra tomes or generating enough hand slots in order to hold both copies of research notes so when you do drop a clue you're getting twice ideally drop twice the clues the at, yeah yeah drop the I clues see. at low shroud locations and then you go to a high shroud location and you get to pick up the clues it's not testless because you do have to take an intellect zero test but it is intellect zero Daryl Simmons, who is the survivor slash seeker investigator in the box, has five intellect. So it's pretty easy for him to pass an intellect zero test and scoop up a whole bunch of clues at the high shroud location without uh, having to deal with shroud, like you said. I do think there's a lot of potential here with 
the classic uh, quick study in Roland, you know, concept that was like floated around every once in a while, and I think is kind of cool actually. So what I'm saying is, you don't necessarily have to go all in on, you know, all the clue dropping and two copies of research notes in both your hand slots to really make this work. I like the I like Roland, Joe Diamond, and even Trish for this sort of thing, because I think they all I think all three of them use quick study really well, and you have research notes to kind of you know, recover the, uh, recover the costs. So I guess what I'm getting at is part of what I really love this card is that you don't have to go all in on it to make it work. I think if you just have like research notes in one hand and quick study to fuel your skill tests, you're doing pretty well already. How would you rate this one? I'd give this a plus one. It doesn't go for every deck. Actually, I guess that makes that a bless though. Cause you kind of gotta be, it kind of requires you to have other cards, doesn't it? Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go with bless. Yeah. I mean, even though like the examples I were giving, I was giving was of decks that don't have to go all in on research notes. You have to have some ways of dropping clues at your location to make research notes work. It does require some support. It's yeah. it's not something you just drop in your deck and and hope yeah, for the that's best true. sort of thing. You do need to to provide a framework for those clues to hit the table. Now, the I think the real question is is um, how many clue dropping cards do you really need to get this thing rolling? It's possible that you could just run two copies of Quick Study and two copies of Research Notes, and you are set. You can lean on Quick Study to like boost your boost important skill tests, and then you can just use the Research Notes to get them back. That might be enough, but that's only the beginning. You could go, you could push it farther and farther if you want with this thing. Yeah, the decks that I've seen so far tend to go all in on the mm -hmm. whole clue dropping idea. I believe there's, uh, besides research notes, there is Bizarre Diagnosis, which we'll discuss in a second. Uh, there is Analysis, and then there is, uh, which is a skill, and then there is uh, the one that escapes me, the uh, event, the one with Rex Murphy on it. Oh, yes, that's right. Yes. And those seem to be to get played pretty consistently. And then, of course, once you earn some experience points, you can prick up uh, Press Pass, which is also uh, in the box, uh, to further oh, yeah. fuel the, the whole clue-dropping tech. But, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm going to uh, to give this one a bless as well. It uh, If you're playing Research Notes, you are probably building a deck around it. The nice thing about research notes is that because most of the cards are level 0 to 2, you can build this deck in a wide variety of investigators. Daryl is the obvious one because he is in the box, but uh, I think I've seen it now in, obviously, Daisy because research notes is a tome and she gets extra actions to use tomes. I think I've seen it in Rex Murphy as well, and I'm sure that... Uh, by the time the game has run its course, there'll be research note note decks for pretty much every seeker and off class seeker that can. I've I'm, I have a good feeling about this with Roland Banks, you know, because I I think Quick Study in Roland was always like pretty good because Roland kind of likes having a clue at his location, so that way he can shoot an enemy and scoop something up for free. I like how the research notes actually synergizes pretty well with dealing with um, cover up. Because if you discover multiple clues, you can, you know, take you could pour some you know extra doses of gasoline like pretty quickly. So I think I think Roland, quick study Roland, 
The next card we're going to talk about is Bizarre Diagnosis. It is a free event with two intellect skill icons, the Insight and Science trait. Place one of your clues on your location, then heal three damage from an investigator or ally asset at your location. Now, of the clue dropper cards in this box, this one seems to be played the least of the ones that, uh, that I've seen. Now, Vincent Lee, the seeker in the box, is uh, all about healing damage, so this, uh, this card does lend itself uh, to him, but uh, it is uh, also fuel for the uh, clue dropper deck. What do you think about this one? It's definitely probably the least necessary of the clue dropping cards. So I want to compare it to Pallid Mirror, you know, kind of like your quintessential spend actions get healing. And... Yeah, I guess Hallowed Mirror is a little slower at first. You don't get that burst of healing, but it doesn't cost you clues. I think... I do like that Bizarre Diagnosis has two intellect icons. That's nice. So if you don't have any damage, if you, if you don't have a lot of damage to heal, that's pretty good. Okay. I like how Bizarre Diagnosis, um, if you're doing a big research notes test, and you've already dropped all a bunch of clues, it adds two intellect icons, so that kind of translates into two more clues when you pick them up with the research notes. So they're... I guess what I'm saying is it's not completely anti-synergistic with, like, the existing clue-dropping stuff. Would I run it over Hallowed Mirror, though, in, like, say, Vincent? That's actually a good question. What do you, what do you think? You're our, uh, you're our actions for healing expert, aren't you? Uh, I find hallowed mirror pretty okay i use it in uh -huh. quite a few decks yeah i i also like the two intellect skill icons on this one i don't know if i'm yeah. playing this outside of vincent lee to be honest or the clue dropping okay. deck healing is one of those things where it needs to like some of it needs to be in every box and some healing like the game is probably better off with some healing being available to everyone to every class Remember we were talking about meditative trance uh, last, you know, back in Edge of the Earth and how terrible it was. Yeah. But I think this still, I think even though that's like terrible, like a terrible healing card, the game is still the game still kind of needs to have some healing, you know, available to everyone, even if it's not very efficient. You know, just so just so every group, like as time goes on and they've taken trauma, like has some way to deal with to deal with damage and deal with horror. I'm guessing Bizarre Diagnosis is it. Yeah, it's also it, good that it, it heals allies, which is... Yeah, that's kind of cool. Like, I My immediate thought is, because three is a lot, my immediate thought was uh, Garish. You know, you can like reset Garish. You know, that's pretty cool. It's also interesting that a lot of these cards have the science trait, which I assume will work with Kate Winthrop when, if and when oh, she is uh, yeah, released into right. the game. So... Yeah. I assume that her That's deck right. building restrictions will include something to do with the science trait, and so I believe research notes and this both have the science mm -hmm. trait. So we shall see okay. what comes of that uh, when she is released. Uh, how would you rate this card? I'd give it another thing. I'm not going to give it a tentacle because even though it's... Okay, so healing is one of those things where you, you kind of have to have some, and the game is probably better off with even like inefficient healing cards existing. It still does this thing. I wouldn't necessarily take it unless you were playing in a party that had very low health, you know, and like very low agility scores. Basically, the party that like 
you absolutely need this. I would. I'm not even sure if I would take this in Vincent though, because I feel like Vincent lends himself to healing engines that are more than just one-off events. Yeah, I was debating between an Elder Thing and a Bless Token. I don't. F I feel like if you're playing this card, you're probably playing the clue drop deck or you're playing Vincent. This isn't the type of card that you're just going to include in, in any investigator. Bizarre Diagnosis hasn't seen as much play, I think, as some of the other clue dropping tech. So yeah, I think Elder Thing is, is fair for it. Uh, the decks I have seen it in include usually one copy, not two. Emergency. So yeah. yeah, you know, it's not... It's not the worst card you can include in a clue dropping deck, but uh Yeah. It's it's really about how much your group needs emergency healing, to be honest. The next card we're gonna talk about is Captivating Discovery. This is a one cost event with an intellect and agility skill icon insight trait. Search the top six cards of your deck. You may place up to three of your clues on your location for each clue placed in this way. Choose and add two of the searched cards to your hand. Shuffle your deck. So basically, you search the top six cards for every clue. You're getting two cards. Now, yeah. dropping three clues on a location to draw six cards is pretty pricey. But if a you're lot playing, of cards, <laughs> it's a lot of cards. And if you're playing research notes, you're dumping three evidence yeah. on one copy That's if you've true. got two you're getting six evidence in yeah. total so this is i think really the card that is driving the clue dropping deck in this box for sure because proactive yeah yeah because this is a way to proactively uh, drop clues to achieve a result out of the gate i want to compare this to no stone unturned so no stone unturned is you spend two you look at i think it's the top six and might be wrong it might be the top five and you pick a card okay so this costs one less you look at six and then very base the very basic is after you look at them that's nice you get to look at them first you spend one clue to draw two cards so it's if you think of it like that like the very basic use of it you spend a clue over no stone unturned to save a resource and grab yourself an extra an extra card i think that's pretty good right there even without research notes, without anything like that. Remember how powerful Mandy was because she could like grab two things off a search instead of one? This yeah. kind of does that by itself. So what you're basically doing, let's assume for a moment that recovering that clue would cost you an action. You know, you because you're doing it on a low shroud location and you just spend a um, you spend an action, make it an investigate test, pick it back up. So you've so it's like You've spent that extra action, and as a result, you've saved yourself a resource, and you've drawn a second card. Do, do, do you see how, like, that's actually pretty good, if you think about it? Yeah, compared to No Stone Unturned. Yeah, I know that's, like, a, some leaps of logic there, but I think by, what I'm saying is that if you value a clue as an action, this is pretty good. Yeah, like, it's pretty efficient compared to spending that action to just take a draw. Oh, and this thing gets around. You don't you don't draw weaknesses with this, which is pretty nice. Yeah, we've seen this type of card before in in previous sets, sort of yep. iterations on it. With the we had deep knowledge in the Innsmouth conspiracy, which was basically drawing cards for curse tokens. 
this is drawing cards to fuel the clue dropping deck and i mean you can't really complain about dropping a clue to get two cards your choice of two cards out of six yeah which digs pretty deep in a a 30 card deck you're you're seeing a pretty significant chunk of your deck and the fact that you get to look at those cards first then get to pick the two and if you're in really dire circumstances or you're maybe you're playing you know the uh the big hand deck you can draw six and really shoot up pretty quickly into either just refilling your hand or overfilling your hand so you can uh, mm-hmm. benefit from yeah. from that angle. Yeah, if you're playing, re- if you have a research notes on the board, this gets like really strong because, okay, so each clue you drop gives you two cards. Now, if you have things like perception or deduction in your hand, like you're you start really zooming ahead when it comes to efficiency. So, like you spend, let's say you, um, let's say you play Captivating Discovery, you spend a clue, you get two things you want. But then let's say you spend a a second clue and you grab like a perception and something else that's good. That perception is going to really, is going to like buy back those clues when you take the research notes test. So what I'm getting at is that each clue is going to come back to you by just succeeding by one more on the research notes test. Okay. So if you give yourself like two icons or even, or four icons or five icons from the captivating discovery by spending an additional clue like you've more than made up for the cost of the additional clue so like this is kind of where the engine really takes off i think is when you have like you go you could just you could just grab all six all six cards spend three clues but like let's say like three or four of them have intellect icons on them like that's going to really that means that your research nose test, which you were going to take eventually anyway, is going to just, you know, be very efficient and it's going to get all those clues back for you. Because there's no ceiling on that research notes, by the way. No, you know, there there's, there's no maximum. Yeah. <clears throat> so I think this is what really, really brings it together. And I guess what I'm saying is even without research notes, I think this is still pretty good. Yeah, research notes kind of reminds me of uh, our one of those archaic glyphs. I believe it's guiding stones, where there's there's yep, no upper the limit one. to how many clues yeah. you can grab with it. So, if you set it up properly, yeah, you might yeah. drop a couple clues early in the game, but then you can go to a, a location with six, nine, how yeah. many ever clues, and <laughs> you know, really juice that one test and just snap them all up in one action, which is uh, yeah. I like I like using that to um, clear a victory point location. So, like, um, often enough in scenarios, the victory point locations might be extra. Like, you might not have to clear them out in order to um, advance the act. So, you could be dropping your clues at your um, at your low shroud non-victory point locations, and then you kind of save up your research notes. Man, we're talking about research notes this whole episode, aren't we? Um, and we, uh, you save up your research notes, so that way you go to the victory point location that might have three or four clues on it because you're playing three or four player, and then you just one action grab them all, you know, without having to deal with the high shroud. I think there's there's a lot. I think there's, there's like a whole deck there. <laughs> Captivating discovery also has the insight trait, so if you happen to be playing Joe Diamond, this can go in his uh, hunch deck. I believe No Stone Unturned was played in Joe's Hunch deck before, so if you happen to be building a Joe Diamond Research Notes deck, this can 
replace no stone unturned in uh, in the hunch deck and uh, you can go from there how would you rate this one i think it's not quite elder sign but it's definitely a good plus one i think just in any deck even if you're not running research notes i still think this is pretty good yeah so i'm gonna give it a plus one i'm gonna give it a plus one as well it's strong i mean the fact that you get to look at six and pick at least two if you want Mm -hmm. and potentially more depending on how urgent you need cards card draw wins games and it's true this can give you a bunch of cards at level zero which is yes uh, pretty nice what's also really important about this is look at that artwork rex's glasses are falling off his face like he is cartoonishly captivated because look at look at him he discovered something and and it made his glasses fly off his face that's hilarious i think he has discovered the cure for his curse oh that would make sense but or or look or it could be bad or here's the thing what if he is cursed you see it looks like he's on a ladder is that correct like yeah he's standing on a ladder what if he looked at the thing got so surprised and now he's falling off the ladder to his doom that, because he's that, cursed because he's cursed yeah exactly it looks like he's become a bit of a conspiracy theorist as well in the background there he's yeah. got lots I mean, that's of stuff be a pretty posted big on the conspiracy. wall with, with uh yeah. red string attaching everything yeah. together so it, it's got to be a really big conspiracy considering he needs a ladder to get up to it you know like so like like what's on the ground floor like what is what does he have like on his walls and on in on the ground does he have more conspiracy or does he have like normal things? The final card we're going to talk about in this review is analysis. It is a skill with one wild skill icon in the practice trait. After revealing a chaos token for this skill test, you may place one of your clues on your location to cancel that token, return it to the chaos bag and reveal a new one. You may do this any number of times. What do you think about this one? <laughs> any number of times. Holy cow. So like just about any deck that could take this um, like, is probably doing okay if they do because it means you have a way of dealing with the autofail you know, on those important tests. And I'm envisioning like Roland Banks in, in particular because when you're shooting something, often failure is really bad. Like when the enemy has retaliate or the enemy is engaged with somebody else like that's when you that's when like tentacles really blow the you know blow it for the team so you have analysis to kind of prevent that from happening using this card doesn't actually cost you a clue unless it's to prevent a catastrophic failure catastrophic failure in which case you would gladly drop a clue you know yeah stop those consequences yeah yeah i don't know how many times i would actually i mean I think probably once is unless you say draw auto fail minus four or something like that, which can happen. You're probably not going to have to to drop too many clues. But I mean, again, if you're playing research notes, you just spin those clues into more clues later. So it's (laughs) yeah, it's true. But But I think you do make a good point that your this card doesn't say drop a clue. It basically says you get a wild skill icon. If you draw something terrible, you have the option of placing a clue down in order to redraw, which is very, very good. And once again, we see 
a character who is likely Kate Winthrop, maybe talking to Roland, or or Roland is is visiting Kate Winthrop here to to discuss potentially a oh. cover up of some kind. You know, what's going on is both of them are playing analysis in their decks, so they're talking about it. So clearly, Kate Winthrop is not a rogue. I wonder what her deck building is going to be. Like, is her deck building going to be like science only? no spells or no blessed or no curse like she can't have like illogical things she can only have logic in her deck and it is worth mentioning this does have the practice trait as well so it uh, does synergize with practice makes perfect so you can search your deck for this commit it and if you need it you need it otherwise it just goes back to your hand so you can do it again on a second test which is you know, having that protection of redrawing a chaos token on on a couple different tests is uh, is very nice, even if you don't use it. How would you rate this one? I think I'd give this a plus one. Now, the real question, the real question becomes like, do you run this over Inquiring Mind? Do you run this over Unexpected Courage? And I think it's not always clear, like what the um, what the answer to that question is. So um, so I wouldn't say it's like a an Elder Sign like up there with like the strongest cards in the game because but I think this the fact that it's wild and the fact that it helps you on especially key tests of any type I think you can you, you can combine this with things like unexpected courage and inquiring minds have a lot of wild a lot of wilds in your deck and a lot of coverage of those tokens oh man I'm suddenly envisioning a deck that has roll like Roland or Joe and you run two daring two unexpected courage two take the initiative two inquiring mind Two analysis. That is ten. That's ten cards right there out of your thirty-card deck, and they're both. They're all like quite strong. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's before you get into things like overpower and um, deduction and all those incredible skill cards. I think I'm gonna go Elder Sign on this one simply because the ability to redraw a chaos token is very very powerful we have an entire investigator who is dedicated to it and it's a very very powerful mechanic that isn't that common to be honest usually you either have to spend experience to get it or it's on sort of wonky cards that you can only use it in very rare circumstances Uh, this yeah it's true this just makes it available to pretty much any seeker or off-class seeker Certainly, Roland can use it. Joe, anybody who is, you know, taking those very pivotal tests with weapons where, yeah. you know, it's either do or die. You know, in order to, to redraw a chaos token on a weapon, I think there was like eat lead or something like that. Oh, yeah. And you just put an extra ammo and it was only on and it was only on shots with firearms. And yeah. Yeah, this is. You spend resources. Yeah, it's true. This can be used by anybody, pretty much, yeah. and and uh, the fact that it has a wild skill icon to use it on any test. I mean, this if you're Roland, I don't see why you wouldn't play this. Just you know, it's like that rotting remains test that's going to kill you. Oh no, I failed. Oh exactly. no, I passed because I exactly I dropped a clue that I wasn't going to be using anyway if I was dead, yeah. and <laughs> now I'm. Now I'm still in the game, so yeah, I think this one warrants a warrants an elder sign. That's gonna do it uh, for part one of the seeker card reviews. Let us know in the comments down below what you think, 
Any final thoughts, Matastrophic, on uh, research notes and uh, the whole uh, clue dropping uh, deck? I like this. I, I think research notes in particular, I as I mentioned earlier on in the video, I love it when new cards make us look at older cards in a new light. And research notes really does this. And I like how it does it without like really going over the top. It feels fair and it feels thematic too. Man, I just love this. I just love this vision I'm getting in my head of Roland Banks with like, a, you know, 45 automatic and a notepad, you know, and he's dealing with the mythos. Oh, love it. Yeah. This is good. This is good. This is I, I like this set of cards. It's great to see that the designers have revisited placing a clue on location to fuel seeker effects because it seems very much up their alley. They have the yeah. easiest time of discovering clues and being able to spend those clues as a resource to power other effects is uh, great. The fact that they now have a way of both benefiting from those effects and then fueling a way to to recover those clues yes. which was sort of the biggest issue with dropping clues on locations is uh, is even better so it's it's nice to see that uh, we get a, a deck out of it that can be played in pretty much any seeker or off class seeker that uh, wants to dedicate the spots to it that's going to do it for this episode if you enjoyed what you hear remember to like comment and subscribe if you need to contact me, I can be reached at manfromlang at gmail.com. I'm also on Twitter at manfromlang. Until the stars are right, keep your shotgun close and your elder sign closer. Take care out there, and happy investigating.